right, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Elio. He's Ben. This is a PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. Ben, how's it going? Very good, man. I, I have to say I, I very much appreciate your flexibility with the earlier start time. You know, I, I have to say, uh, before we went on air, I was asking you if you wanted to move the time to 7 p.m. because actually... I kind of like uh, the early time as well, because then uh, we finish early and we have more time to do whatever we want. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm definitely down for that, especially on these longer shows, because my God, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have quite the doozy of a show lined up for you this evening. And, um, you know, we have big events happening uh, tomorrow. I should say event, but I'll tell you what, I don't know about you, man, but if AEW doesn't deliver on this uh, surprise up to the standards that they're built, that they're building it as, that they may be setting themselves up for a cluster fuck. Uh oh. Okay. And I want to get your thoughts on who you think the surprise is, but we'll get, have, we'll, we'll get into that. I have my thoughts. Yeah. Strap yourselves in, ladies and gentlemen, and grab you and grab your cold beverages because this shit is gonna get wild tonight. Uh, flight flight attendant, uh, check the bathrooms, please. Make sure all of their exits are accounted for because holy shit! Welcome, welcome, <laughs> welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this special edition of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. Featuring your AEW revolution predictions and so much more. And yes, unfortunately, we do have to cover WWE. I'm sorry, but we'll try to make it as painless as possible for you. And with that, why don't we get into just that uh, with our review of Monday Night Raw. Ben. Oh God! I'm sorry. I'm sorry in advance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Well, uh, you're forgiven, Father, because you are a saintly figure. So I'll take the bullet for you on this one. Um. Okay. Actually, you know, actually, before you go on, and I should say that they taped two matches uh, for. Um, I believe it was main event or 205. Ricochet defeated Akira Tozawa and Mansoor defeats Drew Gulak. No one cares. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think that was for uh, 205. Now, why is Mansoor employed? Like I, like, I get it for the Saudi stuff, but they only bring him out for that. And then, I, know, I don't get it to like, this think, guy. I think he's only been on 205 maybe twice. No, I, don't I, don't, get, I don't get it with this guy, and I don't see anything special here. Any, I, anyways. I don't know. But anyway, so on both Raw and SmackDown this week, we open up with the, the, these two nauseatingly long recaps. Uh-oh. It's just we don't need recaps at the beginning of every fucking show for I mean you know it's either a lengthy recap or the same 15 minute promo what the fuck is going on <laughs> anyway um so after we after we get all that um you know catching us up on 
the Miz and all the buffoonery at the Elimination Chamber. It appears, ladies and gentlemen, that the Miz can, can no longer escape his fate of being a transitional WWE champion because uh, Lashley's going to kill you uh, tonight, meaning Monday Night Raw. Ben, sorry to cut you off. Actually, there was one more thing that we're going to close out the show with. Now that you brought up Lashley. I have eight Bobby Lashley trivia questions for you. Okay, well, I'll probably kill those. I'm, I'm good with that. All right, go um, ahead. But before I was so rudely interrupted. I didn't rudely interrupt you. I said, sorry <laughs> to cut you off. No, no, I'm good. I'm just, <laughs> I know you I'm, are. I'm just I'm messing just, with you. Yeah, I'm good. Um, but, um, you know, it, it's, it's interesting because... The only thing I cared about on this show was making sure that The Miz lost the WWE Championship. Now, before we before we go any further, let me say, ladies and gentlemen, that I am I am extremely happy for Bobby Lashley. I mean, he has come a long way from the days of the ass flex. Okay, I I, st- I still have nightmares about the ass flex. Between that and his wedding to Lana, my God, he has come a long way back from when he came back to the WWE. So, in all, but in all seriousness, I'm I'm very happy for him. Long overdue. At 44 years old, this guy is in better shape than I've ever seen anybody ever. Damn, you mean I'm two? I'm I'm like uh, three years older than him. You know, it, wow. well, it, well, good good luck getting into that kind of shape at 47, because Jesus Christ, that <laughs> yeah, that. that <laughs> You know, I, I can't even hit on the guy. It's like, holy shit. You know, and I am, I am secure enough in my sexuality to be able to tell you, like, holy fuck. Can, can, can you please put a shirt on? Because you're making the rest of us look like shit. <laughs> anyway, um, now that I'm finished digressing, um, so I'm, I'm very happy that they decided to take the title off of the Miz and, and not drag this out till fastly. And I think I think that this was a good move. Um, I will say, and I think we knew this uh, all along, that was the worst run of the Money in the Bank briefcase I've ever seen. Yeah, it was. That that was completely fucked from from day one. I mean, just like your nameplate says this evening, I wanted to go. I wanted to, you know, say Kazam and make that shit disappear. I mean, I just was unbelievably. I I, I don't even know why they gave that money in the bank briefcase to Otis if they were gonna plan to do this. Well, I, well, the th- the thing is, I don't think that this was th- this was planned. What what I think happened was, 
they definitely made a mistake putting it on Otis because Otis was a comedy guy who was never going to be taken seriously as the WWE champion. And yes, it is, it is also true that The Miz is a comedy guy. Mm-hmm. How, however, the, um, and and say what you want about The Miz, I'm, I'm, I'm never going to be uh, in The Miz's camp. Um, I'm, just, I'm just not. Um, as a wrestler, n- n- nothing else. I just, I'm just talking about the wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, say what you want, but at least he had been WWE champion before and, you know, very credible with the IC title and those eight runs and, you know, he's second only to Chris Jericho in that department. Yeah. The, the guy, the guy has the credentials that he he needs to, you know, make the money in the bank successful. He he's cashed in before to become WWE champion, and you know he did he did it again here a decade later. I get all that, um, but the handling of it was just. Um, I say it all the time. It's becoming a, a third catchphrase on this show. It was a clusterfuck worthy of the ice capades. And I am, I'm dead ass serious. Um, so I think, I think WWE booked themselves into a corner and, um, you know, they, they had to, the only way to get themselves out of it because they sat on the briefcase for so long um, was exactly the way that they handled it. And um, the the best that I can say is at least The Miz w- will not be the champion going into WrestleMania because that would have been an absolute disaster. And I have, uh, I have news on WrestleMania for after this. Um, but, um, but, you know, this is just the, the theme of the evening was the Miz trying to, you know, outrun Bobby Lashley and negotiate his way out of this. Okay. He, he wanted to have the match, um, at WrestleMania. So he was, he was, he was trying to negotiate with MVP he appealed to Lashley, who just wanted to fucking murder him the entire night. I, I very much enjoyed uh, Lashley's facial expressions on Monday evening. I just, good for you, kid, because he, he looked like a legitimate killer. And I, I don't mean kid. I, that's a very, uh, I mean that in a very complimentary fashion. I, I was actually quite proud of Bobby Lashley when he won. I was very happy for him. Um, but backing up a little bit, we get Sheamus versus Drew McIntyre to kick off the evening, uh, in ring wise. And this match was fucking fantastic. Yep. I like this. I really like this match. Why can't we have wrestling like this every week on Monday Night Raw? That's a very good question. If you give me this... At least one match like this every single week, I guarantee you I would bitch a lot less. I get because 
Whoa. I mean, good God in heaven. Uh, this And this makes me question, and say what you want about Drew McIntyre, because some, some people don't like him, they think he's boring, and I get that. But when you're capable of putting on uh, these kind of matches, and Sheamus deserves a lot of credit too, I'm wondering why they took the title off of Drew McIntyre in the first place. It, it was it was for the reasons that I just said because they booked themselves into a corner with the Money in the Bank briefcase. Um, but if it were up to me, um, you know, we would still have uh, Drew McIntyre versus Edge at uh, WrestleMania. That's how I would have done it all along. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah, just um, this is one of those. I'm not even going to try to describe the match to you. I'm just going to say, ladies and gentlemen, um, if there was one uh, match on Monday Night Raw that you need to go back and take a look at, and I never say this about Monday Night Raw because my God, Raw sucks. Uh, but go back and take a look at this one, and you won't be disappointed. Um, and then, of course, my my optimism for the evening after this match was immediately destroyed by Nia Jax versus Naomi. And look, I love Naomi, but get me the fuck away from Nia Jax. Bad I, I don't get it with this woman. I she she is not capable. Of not almost killing somebody. Now, now you know you know you know you said how you said some people think Drew McIntyre is boring. Yeah, I think Nia Jax is boring. Nia, Elio. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Professor Elio and I are going to go into a virtual side classroom. Okay, so just Uh-oh. just uh, bear with me here, um, Elio. Pay pay attention to me. Look look me dead I'm looking, in the I'm eye. looking at you. Look me dead in the eyes here. Um yes, Nia Jags is fucking boring. I, yeah. I I really hope that this is not the first time you've come to that realization. No, I'm just saying I'm just saying. Uh, you you said that people think Drew McIntyre is boring. I say I think Nia Jax is boring. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And um and uh but on top of that, Nia Jax is an awful, awful, nauseatingly terrible yep. professional wrestler. Yeah. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, I am in a wheelchair, okay? Both Elio and I have cerebral palsy. Ladies and gentlemen, we could wrestle a better match than Nia Jax. I sold my friend's earthquake splash better than Nia Jax wrestles. Good God in heaven. Just get her off my TV screen, please. I, I, I will literally beg my father to pay her salary for a fucking year if it means I don't have to see her on my television screen. Good God. And then... The bullshittery just continues to roll downhill onto the village that is these poor bastards that watch Monday Night Raw on a weekly basis. 
Oh my god. It is Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander versus Braun Strowman and Adam Pierce. This was stupid. Why are they in a tag team match together? And then it's a rhetorical question because I'm getting ready to answer it, motherfuckers. So just hang with me here. Uh, because Shane McMahon books it. Because I guarantee you they're gonna well, go with with. Well, he's he's trying something new. He's he's he wants oh, Braun no. to get along with. He wants Braun to work with management. Oh fuck me, senseless little pitchfork! Because that would be less painful than watching Braun Strowman. And uh, the only I'm thing gonna I book you in a tag team match with me because you have to learn how to work with management. Oh. <laughs> go. Haven't we established, ladies and gentlemen? And yes, I yes. For those of you that were curious about the. Brief pause. I, I used that to flip off uh, Elio and our camera here. Um, but, I didn't see um, anything. Oh, allow <laughs> me to fix that issue. There, there you go. Um, but uh, you know, it, it's just what what the fuck is this shit? This was stupid. I, I you know, and I can only imagine. Um, sorry, I just threw up in my mouth a little bit because I had to talk about this shit. Um, I can can only imagine that this is setting up Braun Strowman versus Shane McMahon at Mania. Please no, please don't. (laughs) Just, just to let that fantasy die, please. Just, you've put us through enough pain this year. Already in his fucking March, and I just feel like this is this is an extension of 2020, and it just fucking sucks. Yeah. Now, now I mentioned something earlier, ladies and gentlemen, and because it goes with the theme, I'm just gonna mention this now, okay? Because the report is that. That uh, Vince is blowing up the uh, WrestleMania card. Yes, with less than a month to go. Uh, well, um, about a month ago, uh, with WrestleMania, we have very little planned. Um, if you're blowing shit up, would you mind? Um, would you mind planting the TNT directly on this match? And not giving us your son versus Braun Strowman because, oh my God, please help me understand the madness, okay? Now, ladies and gentlemen, if if you have been listening to uh, our podcast for a while, uh, number one, thank you, uh, because our numbers are doing marvelous, Um in comparison to what they were six months ago. We, we very much appreciate that. But if, if you've been on, on the PNC Progression Wrestling hype train, uh, I guarantee you it's more entertaining than the Braun Strowman locomotive that, <laughs> that, that his face is attached to. Um, but... Um, 
but it, but long story short, um, I have had a long-standing feud with Braun Strowman uh, since he made those disparaging comments about independent wrestlers during the pandemic. Fuck you. I still say fuck you for that. I, I, and I would say that to his gigantic fucking face. <laughs> no, I, I would say it in a very nice way, and then I would explain to him, uh, Adam, this is why I'm saying fuck you in this scenario, because in this scenario, you are a piece of shit, and that's how you came across. Yeah, but then anyway, what, what, what if he comes back with, uh, you're going to get these hands? Oh, I'd be quivering in fear. No, um, no, I would just, I would just set the dogs on him because, yeah, you, you don't, you don't want to mess with the people that, that are backing me up. I'm just, I'm just saying, you don't want to. But anyway, um, <clears throat> hopefully it doesn't come to that because, yeah. Well, uh, you know, just like uh, Braun was saying, I'm going to wreck this place if I don't get my way. Uh, this match needs to be wrecked immediately, as in, don't fucking book it. Was I clear enough on that? Yep. Thank you. How was that for professional analysis? That was great. Eight plus. Match number four went entirely too long. Okay, now Elias versus Damian Priest. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I, I swear, I'm going to say ladies and gentlemen 50 fucking times before this podcast gets off the air. Um, because that's my setup for my next uh, truth bomb, so to speak. Um, this match was, I believe, 22 just shy of 23 minutes. Uh, what? Say it again. Oh no, I'm sorry. It well, it felt like that. This match, according to my uh, to the review that I'm using, went 50 minutes and 24 seconds. Uh, in what? Wow. In in what universe does Elias go? that long. Now, the reason why uh, this match went that long, and I'm a big fan of Damian Priest, so at that point I wasn't hating. But the reason why this match went so long was because uh, WWE management wanted Bad Bunny out there on camera as long as possible. Uh, because he's doing big numbers for social media and in the uh, uh, Latin American uh, market for WWE. Um, I just, look, I get it. It makes sense with Damien Priest's gimmick. It brings eyes to WWE. I personally don't give a shit. Um... I still can't name a single song of Bad Bunny outside of um, Booker T. Um, If you ask me to name a single word outside of Booker T in that song, I can't do it. Um, 
number one, because he was speaking in a different language while he was singing it at the at the Royal Rumble, which I don't understand. Uh, you know, because unfortunately I only speak English and he wasn't singing in English. I speak French, so I could understand if it didn't sound like a whole lot of mumbling. Well, that's what it, that's what it is. That's why that's why mumble rap sucks, ladies and gentlemen. It just does. I'm sorry. Um, and then uh, match number five was a 30 second match between Bobby Lashley and The Miz. This was supposed to be the WWE Championship match, but um, but uh, The Miz got himself counted out in 30 seconds because as soon as the bell rang, uh, he gets out of the out of the ring, grabs the briefcase, and just sprints up the steps. And it, it was only the it was only the beginning portion of the bullshit that uh, this evening turned out to be for the Miz. So, um, then it, the, it just continues to go downhill as if it couldn't get any fucking worse. Sh- Charlotte Flair beats Shayna Baszler in two minutes and 50 seconds. And this is where you could, you could have, you could have made a river out of my tears. What they what they are doing to Shayna Baszler is fucking ridiculous. Speaking of fucking ridiculous, Retribution versus Matt Riddle and his brochachos. The Lucha House Party. Um, I don't give a fuck. You know what Retribution's done? That's it. They're gonna they're split up. That's it. It's over. This okay. All right. Now, Elio, you you've been you've been in the wrestling fan game a long time, and so have I. So, using our combined wrestling knowledge, um, let me let me ask you a serious question, and it's gonna come off it's gonna come off as a joke, but I'm I'm dead serious. Um, have you ever seen a, a stable fail as miserably as Retribution has? Nope. I mean, and, and we've seen some short-lived stables, but I'm, I'm talking about, I'm talking about things that just literally fell flat on their face to this degree, because I'm not sure that I can think of one. Can you? The only one I can think of was one that lasted one week, and that was Apple. And that's it. They were terrible. Well, this is this is uh, this is just oh my god in heaven! I I I don't understand it. Uh, just to give us Mustafa Ali versus Kofi Kingston, and. End this crap already before you destroy even more of these people's careers. You know, but if, if and I've said this before, but if I'm Mercedes Martinez, I am looking at the screen and I am thanking the Lord above that I got my ass out of retribution because 
because she has been in this wrestling game for almost two decades now, and she was not going to allow herself to be reduced to this, okay? Now, now, I promise you, I won't go on too much of a retribution rant outside of what we've already said, because quite frankly, I feel like, you know, the, the retribution arguments on this show have been played out time and time again. Yeah. Uh, now, the, the best one was on episode 75. So if you really want to hear my opinion on retribution as a whole, please go back through the catalog, stop at episode 75, and hit play on that motherfucker. I think you'll enjoy it very much. Um... <clears throat> But let me just say this. The fact that you have who you have in that stable and still manage to fuck it up is ridiculous. And specifically, I'm talking about Dominic Dijakovic Mm -hmm. and Mia Yim. Good God in heaven, how in the hell... Does that happen to that level of talent? But then again, I asked myself that question, Elio, and then I had to remind myself that on the same show, this is the same quote-unquote flagship show of the WWE who can't book Keith fucking Lee to save their goddamn life. You know, sometimes you just... Is he with an injury? I... I don't know. Oh, I just, okay. No, I, I was, mean, I was, I was actually, I was uh, asking because I didn't know if he was out with an injury or not. At this point, I hope he's on his way back to the Ring of Honor. At this point, oh my God! Will you please, pretty, pretty please, with sugar and cinnamon and all that sprinkly shit on top? Sugar cinnamon. <laughs> what? <laughs> Book, book Keith Lee better for the sweet love of Christ. Oh, God. Um, okay, and then we, fin- we finally get the main event, Bobby Lashley versus The Miz, and thank Christ, and in 2 minutes and 59 seconds, and a week later, The Miz's WWE Championship run has died. Thank the Lord above. Now, having said that, I do not think that Bobby Lashley is the answer as WWE champion. Um, How long this lasts, I don't know. Um, I am I am a huge fan of Lashley, so I don't I don't want to sound like I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth. It's just I'm not sure how long uh, Bobby Lashley holds on to that championship, um, especially with the disintegration of the, hurt, of the Hurt business that they seem to be going with a few weeks ago. I don't know if that changes now that he's WWE champion and they just move away from that plan. Um, but, um, you know, I... I, I I don't know. Um, well, uh, let me let me ask you this: 
would you ha- would you have kept the title on Drew McIntyre if it weren't for the Money in the Bank situation? Yes. Because that's what I would have done too. Because I think I think between them taking the title off of him for two weeks in favor of Randy Orton and this uh, really hurts Drew going into uh, WrestleMania. So I I just I wouldn't have done this now. I'm not saying that Bobby Lashley doesn't deserve a run with the title because he absolutely does. I'm just saying that I wouldn't have done it now. I would have done it, say, like SummerSlam, uh, you know, in in August, um, you know, because then, you know, then, you know, um, Drew gets his dominant run um, that he earned, quite frankly, uh, back at WrestleMania. You know, say what you want about Drew, but he's really carried this company uh, through the pandemic era. I don't really see a argument against that. Um, you know, regardless of your feelings on Drew, which I understand both sides of it, but, you know, it's just, I don't know. So we'll have to see. But uh, for Bobby Lashley's sake, I hope that this, um, I hope that this t- turns out well for Bobby Lashley because he certainly deserves it. Uh, with that being said, we will move over to Elio and his um, and his take on uh, on uh, AEW. Elio, what do you have for us? Uh, right. AEW Dynamite. Ben, did you know that this show had a title, a name? Uh, yeah, but I did. I don't remember what it was. So apparently, this. Episode of Dynamite was called The Crossroads. Yeah, I mean, I saw that, but I just thought it was lame. I really did. I, no, I'm going to tell you why I'm asking you that, because I did not even know that, that that it had a name. I thought it was just another regular episode of Dynamite. <laughs> well, so did I. But, you know, whatever. So we start out with the first match, which I thought should have been the main event. Jade Cargill and Shaquille O'Neal defeating Cody Rose and Red Velvet in 11:58. I like this match. Yeah, um, it it was. I mean, I thought it was going to be a disaster. Yeah. Um, I I really did, and I I I will happily eat crow uh, on this one because um, this one really did surprise me and. Um, Jade Cargill uh, really shocked the hell out of me because, uh, man, that that girl's got something. Um, uh, after seeing what she did um, in this match and just her charisma, oh, my God. So, uh, collar me impressed, and, uh, and hats off to Shaq because I thought he did a very good job as well. Then we had, now I was lost here because I, I didn't even get uh, the name of these two guys, but we had Pac and Ray Phoenix defeating John Schuyler and D3 in a minute and 10 seconds. You know, this was just a squash match. I don't know why we had this. Now, Ben, but... I'm going to do something that I haven't done in a while. 
We're going to do a little bit of indie spotlight. Ladies and, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the return of indie spotlight marks Elio's favorite moment. Elio, go ahead and have your uh, and have your cake, my friend. I know you love this. So John Schuyler did have a short stint in WWE. Starting in 2012, uh, he lost to Ryback in a handicap match. Yeah, no shit. Then on the main event 2015, he lost to a, in a tag team match against the Ascension. Poor he, guy. He appeared on a, on a two episodes of Monday Night Raw, the first in 2016, losing to the Colognes, and then in 2018, losing to No Way Jose. Oh, okay. And he lost uh, a main event um, t- match uh, in 2016 against Kane. Oh my God! Well, yeah, he definitely, uh, he definitely didn't have a good run there, did he? Now his tag team partner. Let us take a look at this guy, who is listed here as D three. Now, yeah. I have no idea what D3 is, but... Yeah, that, that, that was kind of stupid. He also appeared in the WWE as well. Apparently, he's uh, from Italy. So, here's his WWE uh, resume. Oh, please, I'm listening with rapt attention. <laughs> Can you see my face moving closer to the camera? <laughs> He lost two matches on Monday Night Raw in 2019. Under the ring name Alex Malcolm, he lost to Eric Rowan. And under the name Randy Rowe, he lost to Braun Strowman. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh Oh, I'm sorry. He also had a brief run in NXT. My bad. Uh, well, I, I hope you got paid well for your ass whoopings. In NXT, he lost to um, oh, Indisher in, in uh, 2019. Uh, well, I think Indisher is dead, especially with Malcolm Bivens being with uh, Russ, uh, Russ Taylor. Well, yeah, well, that, that was in or 20, Tyler, that, that was in that was in 2019. Or, or Tyler Russ, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Russ Taylor, Tyler Russ. Same difference. I just, I just think the name is stupid. Like, I mean, why would you give him a name so close to his Ring of Honor name? Because you, you're terrible and you lack creative thought process, <laughs> which, which is weird. Which is weird considering it's NXT. But good lord. Now our next match was in six person tag match, which went 11 minutes and 12 seconds. Jurassic Express versus FTR and Tully Blanchard. Ben, what you think of this one? I was very confused. Honest to God. Uh, so, you know, uh, on what part? How so? And look, I'm not talking shit, but why, why would they put Tully Blanchard in the ring? He hasn't been in the ring since 1989. I thought he did pretty good. No, I'm, 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 I'm not saying he didn't. I, I actually thought he did pretty damn good, especially with with the slingshot uh, suplex. Oh, my God, I love that slingshot suplex. Which, which I, I, that's, I, I, that, I, that is one of his signature moves. 
No, I, trust me, I, I remember. Believe, believe you me. Um, but so no, I'm not knocking totally. I, I thought you did great for what it was, but um, I'm just confused. Why did why did Tully need to be in this match? Because he's, he's feuding with Marco Stunt, which I don't know why anyone would want to feud with a with a a pint sized kid. Which, I, ladies and gentlemen, I I'm bigger than Margot's son. I think we all are. I'm just uh, what in the hell? I mean, like I don't even have to stand up, and I'm bigger than Margot's son. You know what? Good God. You know what? I'm going to go look up Marco's stunt. I just need to see what the hell with this cave. We could, let's go on the fly research. Exactly. Okay. Mar- Marco's stunt. Okay. Ben, here's what I have on this guy. Well, okay. Oh, oh my god. Here's what I have on this guy. Okay, the guy is 24 years old. He's 5'2", yeah, on one leg. Yeah, I'm... I mean, come on, 5'2". And I'm 5'8". I mean, good god. What the the hell? I mean, I'm I'm, I'm 5'2". To, I'm taller than him. He... Yeah, well, apparently I tower over both of you midgets. It's short <laughs> people. Got it? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, God. Yeah, I, I don't... Well, Jesus Christ. I mean, good God. Okay, back to, this, back uh... to the matches. We're, now we're just being... <laughs> we're, we're gonna get kicked off the air. We're go, we're going off the rails. Oh, oh, I'm sorry because he said magic. We've run the show here. Okay, so <laughs> then we had um, ooh, no, um, what was this? The semi was this the semifinals? I believe of the women's Olympic tournament. Ryo Mizunami defeating Nyla Rose. Oh uh, well, no. I believe it was. I believe it was the. Uh, I was confused by that too. It's not the finals. The finals is tomorrow night. Well, no, no. And like I, I understand that. But then, but then, um, after the match, here comes Hikarushita with a trophy for uh, for Michinami. So I was yeah, very confused. apparently that's what the winner gets is a trophy. Oh joy. That's actually, uh, I think that's like uh, what they do in New, they do in New Japan. They well, do a lot, of, a lot of that stuff where the where the champion comes out well, and congratulates the winner. Yeah, and then I of mean, course at the exchange at the end. Yeah. Um, but but because of that, I got very confused because through the entire match, I'm taking semifinals, and then here it comes with the trophy. So. I was momentarily confused. Then we have one half of the acclaimed Max Caster. I like this guy. Defeats uh, 10 of the Dark Order to 
move on to tomorrow night's face of the revolution ladder match. Yeah, and I think Max Caster is gonna be going single for a while because Anthony Bowen's messed up his knee. Uh and that's that's terrible. That yeah, that's terrible. I I, I like the acclaimed. I'm a fan of theirs. Not when they first showed up, I was like, oh no, here we go again with with yeah. another uh, rap gimmick, but they're yeah. they're not bad. I like them. They were growing. They're definitely growing on me. So hopefully he comes back. Yeah, you know, better than ever. And that brings us to our main event: Adam Page and Sean Silver defeating Mark Quinn and Matt Hardy. I didn't really care for this show yeah, very this, much. This one, um, this one, I w- was all over the place, especially the end. The end was a mess. I was lost. Yeah, I mean, I, one, I didn't care for the match, but two, I didn't even care for the show that much. For a go-home show to, to a massive pay-per-view, I... But, oh, oh, you know what? If you want to put this match, you switch it with the Shaquille O'Neal match. Put that one in this main event, put Adam Page and John Silver in the opening match. Exactly. Exactly. Especially given the fact that the Shaq match was supposed to take place at Revolution, which thank God it didn't, but it, I am surprised that they didn't at least put it in the main event on Dynamite. Yep. So that is our review of AEW Dynamite, and now back over to Ben for the NXT review. Ben, what do you have for us? Well, a cu- couple things here. Um, You know, the the actual wrestling on uh, NXT is still very, very good. Um, you know, something to be said, you know, for lack of crowds and not feeling exactly the same on a multitude of different levels. Yep. Um, I, I mean, I agree. Absolutely. NXT is not what it used to be. And I hope that they, they get better and back to the top. Sorry, um, I'm just looking at this website that I have open in front of me. Did you know this is episode number 442? I did not know that. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I, in terms of the actual wrestling, I mean, I liked it. Commentary needs help, and there are a lot of things about NXT that need help right now. But, um, you know, in terms of the actual wrestling, I like it more than AEW. In terms of the actual in-ring product. I really hated that stupid therapy session with the way. Oh, I thought that was hilarious. Oh, come on. So Indy Hartwell is in love with Dexter Lumis now? uh, Apparently, you know, uh, Stockholm Syndrome can do something. (laughs) Apparently, it transferred from Austin Theory to Indy Hartwell. You know, uh, Apparently, the hypnotic stare of Dexter Loomis got to uh, got to Indy Hartwell's uh, lady parts. Apparently, I don't know. Lady parts. <laughs> I don't know what show you're on, but I, this is a peepsy podcast. <laughs> I, I I don't know, bro. That, just a thought. I don't know. <laughs> okay, go on. <laughs> but, uh, so, what do we have for the opening match? 
Danny Birch and Ernie Lorcan versus Timothy, Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Ciampa. Now, originally, uh, there was supposed to be an MSK match in this place, but, um, oh. but Wesley broke his hand, so uh, that's Man, why. all these injuries. Come on. What's going on? With all these injuries. Yeah, you know what it, it's, I'm serious. It's, it's bad timing. Yeah, it's bad timing, especially with, since MSK came in so hot. So hopefully, hopefully um, he won't be out for too long. Um, but yeah, this was this was a very this was a very good match. Um, but one thing that confused me is Imperium was. Uh, studying this match very closely and I don't know about you I mean I like Imperium but but since we never see um, Walter with the rest of Imperium on American NXT I, I just don't I just don't care for them as much as I used to I don't know why um, I guess I need to start watching NXT UK more in order to see Walter because he's not coming to US loyal. He's made no, that. No, apparently he wants to stay in England. Well, well, I don't. I to be honest with you, I I don't blame him. I'm not. I'm not sure if if I would want to travel to the US um, with all one with all this going on. But I mean, if yeah. you. If you're comfortable in England, then, then more power to you. Yep. Um, Aaliyah versus Ember Moon, I was not impressed at this match at all. It, it was it was very it was very very sloppy. Again, why do they make Aaliyah lose all the time? Why? I like I, her. I like her, and I like good Jesse Camille. Yeah, I, I do. I do too. And then we had uh, we had the WWE Women's Tag Team Title match that Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez earned by winning the Women's Dusty Classic. Um, you know, I, I I knew that Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler were gonna win because, you know, the first of all, there's no way that that the, the main roster titles are going to be coming down to NXT. Um, I I mean, I knew that from the get-go. But number two, um, they're going to be introducing NXT tag team titles soon. So I, I, I would assume that at some point down the line, we're going to get women's tag team titles for NXT, which... I'm sure we're going to have a tournament for that. Which... I don't necessarily want to see. I'd rather just have one title in the women's division because on the main roster, we have women's tag team titles and they suck. So, you know, even though, yeah, even the, though the this was the so-called... Well, no, those titles suck regardless because they just haven't been, been used properly. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, because, yeah. I get what you're saying. Because, yeah, because one... Uh, WWE doesn't give a shit about tag team wrestling. I mean, we knew that, and they certainly don't give a shit about women's tag team wrestling. I mean, good God. Um, 
But, you know, so this was the so-called prize for winning the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic, which which I didn't like, especially for the women, because, I mean, we just knew right off the bat that they were not going to take the belts off the main roster people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to me, the actual tournament was a bigger deal than the prize. So okay. I... I think they need to come up with something different to be a prize because, quite frankly, it felt like a downgrade from actually winning this, if that makes sense. Um, and then we have L.A. Knight, uh, a.k.a. the former Eli Drake. Okay, Ben, what do you think of this guy? I actually kind of like him. Number one, because he's from my state. But number two, I I actually find him entertaining, especially especially as a promo. You know what would be a good match? Just a thought. The Rock versus Eli Drake. Can you imagine the promos? Yeah. That, <laughs> that, that would be that would be hilarious. Um, but but speaking of Eli Drake, so his first opponent is being teased as, as Bronson Reed. Oh, uh, God, no. Why? And I don't know. I can't figure that out. I don't like Bronson Reed. I'm sorry. I just don't. There, there's nothing there. I don't see anything there. Well, well, I, I don't know. I think there could be, but I, I mean, I just don't see him being booked. Properly. Well, if, they, if there is, I'm not seeing it because uh, the way they book him, like they repack, did they did they repackage him because he still looks the same as uh, before he left. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I don't know, but if that was a repackaging, that might be the worst repackaging <laughs> I've ever fucking seen. Um, so they know, you know, you know, he returns. He's the colossal Bronson Reed. Uh, what was he before? I, he's still a gargantuan motherfucker. I'll tell you that. <laughs> right? That's what I'm saying. What was he before? Um, he's colossal now. Good lord. And then, uh, you know, I just, I don't understand. The fascination with commercial breaks in the middle of fucking matches. Oh, oh, I hate that picture in picture. Oh my god. So, 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 yeah, so getting back. So, LA Knight cuts his promo, and then as he's getting, as he's um, getting ready to go out of the ring, here comes uh, Bronson Reed for his match with Cameron Grimes. No, no, is that when they? Is that we talk about when they went picture and picture to commercial? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, why did you and Cameron Grimes match? Come on. Yeah, and and I and then and then Bronson Reed and LA Knight had a moment before he got in the ring for this match, and I what the hell? I don't, I don't know. The match was fine, but the whole between the, the between the stare down with Bronson Reed and LA Knight and the fucking commercial during a Cameron Grimes match when I actually really like Cameron Grimes now, but by the way, he should still put a shirt on. The re- the, the the reward's still out there for anyone who can find his shirt. Ex- exactly, because yeah, I, I, I have to ask you. 
What do you think of this name, L.A. Knight? Uh, it's a miss for me. Yeah. But, uh, so then we're supposed to have Brizongo versus Everrise. We get saved from that because Legato Del Fantasma attacks Brizongo and then uh, proceeds to kick the shit out of Everrise and leave everybody, um, laying throughout the ringside area. Now, thank thank Christ this match didn't take place because I couldn't care less about one of these teams. Now, now, Brazongo can be entertaining. We've seen that with the fashion police. But they came out looking like the fucking moon aliens. What the, I mean, you should have seen what they were fucking wearing. Oh, man. Wow. Okay. You know, they had these, you know, these cheap, you know, space helmet-looking motherfucking things. I have a question. What happened to Tyler Breeze? I don't know. He used to be so cool. Like, when he debuted in 2015, he was the one that, like, uh, he was uh, the one. This is, he was how I heard about Periscope because he used to always Periscope his entrance to the ring. And he used to Uh, have such a cool character. Well, we're going to have to agree to disagree with that one. Since he came out with the selfie stick, I wanted to shove it right up his ass. No, I didn't say I liked it. I'm saying he's, he's <laughs> where I heard about Periscope because he was the first one that started doing that crap. Well, I think Periscope is going to die, but anyway. Yeah, I, it's I, dying on March 31st. I'm not surprised. How long did that last? Like five years, maybe? Yeah, 2015 it started. Oh, well. And it's, yeah, no, it, Periscope's really bad. I'll, I'll tell you more about that off air. Okay, very good. I'm waiting with painted breath. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sw- I swear. I'm, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Elio and I actually get along. I'm not. A, I'm not a dick. I just, you know, I probably come across as it on air, but I'm actually not. <laughs> okay, well, what do we got next? Um, and then main event was Finn Balor versus Roderick Strong. Uh, this is like the the warm up between uh, before Finn Balor versus Adam Cole for the NXT title uh, next week, which I'm looking now, forward to. Now, I'm I'm lost. Is Finn Balor good a uh, heel a face or in between? I guess I guess he's a cleaner. I I I am I so com- I'm so confused on this character. I I I am too, quite frankly, because I really I really liked it when he had his demon uh, persona before. Yeah, well, I, I I don't know. I mean, I'm look. I'm glad that Finn Balor's in NXT where he can actually be used properly. But I'm just I'm not sure what the direction of that character is. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I really liked when he had his demon persona because, like. You you knew more you knew more about what, which Finn Balor you were getting. Now like I don't even know. Exactly. So you know you you, you definitely um, have a point there, and I I agree with you. But having said that, uh, this match was pretty decent, and I am very um, I'm very pumped up about uh, Finn Balor versus Adam Cole next week because since Adam Cole. Turned heel 
against uh, the Undisputed Era, my thought is he's being called up to the main roster. Oh, because, no. Because I can't, I can't imagine them giving the title to Adam Cole right now, especially, especially when you have Killer Cross on the fast track to the title. So to me, it would make sense for Finn Balor to drop it to him because I don't, I don't see Finn Balor exiting NXT anytime soon. Mm-hmm. But, but I, I see Adam Cole being boosted to the main roster because now that Undisputed Air is broken up, what, what, what else can Adam Cole do in NXT? You know, I so not that I want to see Adam Cole on the main roster. It's just I don't see where where else he could go, given the fact that Undisputed Air no longer exists. So, uh, with that being said, uh, let's flip it back over to Elio for his take on Friday Night SmackDown. Elio, what did you think? Okay, Friday Night SmackDown. Um, So, we had the Street Profits in singles action. Montez Ford losing to King Corbin. Kill me now. Uh, Angelo, no, yeah, nobody. Angelo Dawkins defeats Sami Zayn. How? Uh, that's just criminal. Uh, what the fuck are these people doing? Dominic Mysterio defeats Chad Gable. Nobody gives a fuck. What the hell? Bianca Belair defeated Shayna Baszler. Oh. And I like Bianca Belair, but... Why did you defeat Shayna Baszler? Why are by you continuously burying Shayna Baszler? By, pin, by pinfall, she beat her. Oh, just shove it up your ass. We had Cesaro defeating Murphy by submission. So what, is Murphy uh, back with Seth Rollins or something? I guess that's what they're teasing, but then again, their storytelling makes no sense because... Did, Correct me if I'm wrong, Elio, but wasn't it the case that before Seth Rollins left with the birth of his baby, which congratulations, by the way, but still, isn't it the case that before he left, he spent 10 months in a feud with the Mysterios, which ended with Buddy Murphy turning on him to align himself with Aaliyah, now that now it seems that Buddy Murphy is going back with Seth Rollins, and where the fuck was Aaliyah and the rest of the Mysterio clan? Because was wasn't it because wasn't it supposed to be the case that Aaliyah was in love with Buddy Murphy? Well, apparently Aaliyah's uh, been released by the company. <laughs> what I mean, I I guess. No, I'm saying that. I'm saying that's what happened because uh, that's what I heard that uh, she's been released from the comp- by the company. Oh, so she has been or she's being released? No, she has been. That's why she's not been around. Oh, I didn't hear that. Let me continue with your review. I'm going to look that I up. I could be wrong, but if, yeah, look, look it up because I don't know. I, that's what I heard. Yeah, because because her, her non-involvement in this is... Makes no sense. So the main event was a steel cage match. Daniel Bryan defeating Jey Uso by submission. Okay, this, uh... you, know, you know, here here's the thing, right? So 
nobody actually thought that that Jey Uso was going to win this match this close to Fastlane because right. because uh, Daniel Bryan needs momentum if he's going to challenge Roman Reigns in a legitimate match at Fastlane for the title because we both know that that whole thing at uh, at uh, the Elimination Chamber was not a legit championship opportunity. However, um, the thing for the thing for me it, it is this. So why are you making this so predictable? Because. Because, yes, I do want to see Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan in some capacity. And I think we're uh, we're obviously getting that at Fastlane. And I think he's going to be inserted into the match at WrestleMania, making it a triple threat between Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan, and Edge. Which I think is better than Roman Reigns versus Edge by itself. Because it... At least you have the Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan storyline to play off of, um, and and I think that opens the door for Edge to actually win the championship and 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 end his career the way that he wants to, uh, you know, and then and then of course um, Roman Reigns can come back shortly thereafter and, and, and get the title back and, and everybody goes, I'm happy because he got what he wanted. Okay. Um, that's how I, that's how I see this going. Um, but you yeah. know, I, I just, I, I, if, if they don't go that way, then I don't know what they're doing. Okay. And, uh, the one segment we didn't talk about was Apollo Cruz's uh, promo. Now Ben Apollo Cruz apparently has a has a new accent. Oh, oh crap! Um, yeah, and, and uh, I love it. I love this new character of his. I love and, the character, but you, do you love the accent? I don't know. All of a he has an accent. Well, it, well, it makes sense if he's going to be an African uh, descendant of African royalty. Okay. I mean, yes, it, 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 it's kind of weird because it's like the reverse of Kofi Kingston. Yeah, uh, that's, but, the, cause that's the first thing that came to mind when I heard it. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> however, given the character, if he's going to be an African prince, he needs an accent. So I get, I get that. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, that makes sense. All right, so uh, that is our review of uh, Back down uh, for the week. Um, oh, I don't know about these shows this week, Ben. Yeah, they I mean, were SmackDown. They were, SmackDown was terrible for the matches I just listed off. Oh, oh my God! Yeah, it was. It was bad. It was bad. Between Raw and SmackDown, uh, well, so between Raw and NXT and SmackDown, I would have gone with Raw, NXT, then SmackDown in last place. I would have I would have gone NXT uh, Raw and Fat now. I thought oh. NXT was better than both of them. All right. Hey Ben, uh, should we go to Ben's homework corner or should we look through the at the Revolution uh, predictions first? Uh, let no, let's do let's do Ben's homework corner and then we'll wrap up with with the, all the Revolution stuff. 
Yes, yes, of course. And then we have the trivia questions at the end after Revolution. Oh. All right. Okay, so we'll, cool. Uh, take your pick. Which one do you want to do first, Starcade or WrestleMania? Uh, let's do Starcade. All righty. So I know you told me off air that you that it was a chore watching a lot of these matches. <laughs> it, it, it real it really was. I, I get that because it was for me. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I am used to watching four hour um, pay per views, but for some reason this one was just. Dragging on and on and on. Now hold on, um, uh, you watch this on the, on your Xbox, what you say, right? Well, this one I watched on my computer, but most of the okay. Time. So, uh, my question: How long was this show? Did, how what was the actual length? It was three hours and fifty-two minutes, and it it felt like it was six hours and fifty-two minutes. Welcome <laughs> to nineteen eighty-six, Ben. <laughs> Well, you know, in 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 a way, in a way, the thing that I like about these, uh, you know, Ben Ben's Homer Corner things, um, is I was not born uh, until after the majority of these events took place. Yep. So, so this. So yes, I am a student of the game. Yes, I am aware of wrestling history, but I have not seen a lot of these. So it was that's why inter- I, that's why I like doing this to you. I like to I like to see like uh, what your 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 point of view on how these uh, kind of shows from like that era. Well, uh, well, and to answer your question before we get into the uh, specifics of Star Key eighty six. I thought Starcade three was amazing. Mm-hmm. I could because I can easily see why why that was considered WrestleMania before there was a WrestleMania. Now, eighty six just did not come off as special to me at all. And you know what I what, what I thought it was? It was the lighting was really bad, and I thought that scaffold structure around the ringside area was just distracting. Yeah, the um, the the lighting, the the setup, and the and the sound and the sound was fucking terrible. So let's take a look at this. So this is NWA Jim Crockett Promotions presents Starcade nineteen eighty six. They called this show the Skywalkers. And this took place on November twenty seventh, my brother's birthday. Hashtag to from Greensboro, North Carolina at the Coliseum Complex. Omni yeah. Coliseum. We had, we had 30,000 in attendance at both locations, the Omni and the Greensboro Coliseum. Good Lord, that had to be a... Uh. All right, so now you said you watch specific matches, so I'm going to run down each of these matches and you just tell me uh, the ones that you saw, Okay. Yeah. All right. So our opening match was Tim Horner defeating Nelson Royal, uh, who was no sorry, it was, no. It was sorry, it was Tim Horner and Nelson Royal defeating Rocky and Don Canoodle. They gave this one seven minutes and thirty seconds. 
for this to be an opening match and, and only be seven minutes, I thought that this was much better than the majority of the other under matches on the card. Now, in match number two, we had Brad Armstrong versus Jimmy Garvin, who was accompanied by Precious, who, side note, was his uh, actual wife. Uh, and they gave this match 15 minutes and in a draw. Um, yeah, I, I was not a fan. Maybe, maybe I was missing something, but, uh, you know, or yes, maybe, yeah. I, Go maybe, maybe there was background I wasn't familiar with or something, but something mm-hmm. just wasn't connecting with this match. Are you are you talking about what I just said, or are you or are you referring to like the the matches match itself in general? Just the match itself in general. Oh yeah. Um. Okay. I okay. Your thoughts on um Jimmy Garvin? Um. This you know, Jimmy Garvin of the eighties. I mean, I I I liked it. I I thought it was cool. You know, it was like the quintessential 80s, you know, you had the, you know, the hot girl and, you know, she was annoying at ringside and he was doing doing his thing in the ring and and shit. Um, You know, and I I got a kick out of of that and his his entrance was cool and he he could definitely wrestle. Um, I mean, I didn't see anything special about it. I actually got sad after 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 the match because I looked up Brad Armstrong because I I knew that he died, uh, you know, uh, several years ago. And uh, who died? Brad Armstrong in 2012. Oh um, wow! Okay. He uh, he is the brother of Road Dog. Yep. And um, he died at uh, age. Fifty from an undisclosed medical condition, which was really sad. Wow. Um, I'll tell, I'll tell you what: if if you want to live a long life, professional wrestling is not the business to get into. Holy shit! Um, but you know, so did I get a kick out of the match? Yes. Um, because quite frankly, I had never seen either one of these guys in the ring, so that was really cool for me. Um, but, um, was there anything special about it? Uh, I don't think so. All right. Our match number three, we had Hector Guerrero and Baron Von Rashke defeating Shaska Watley and the Barbarian. They gave this seven minutes, 25 seconds. First of all, do you, uh, you, did you see this match? No. Okay. But, um. But uh, side note, I was actually involved in an angle with the Barbarian at one point because he came to the um, to the event for the company that I'm associated with, and uh, I was I was the guy on the other on the other end of the angle that I worked with him. So. Oh wow! And um, are you familiar uh, so, with the, the Baron Baron Von Raschke? I've heard his name before, but t- to be honest with you, no. All right. On the fly research, Ben. Here we go. Let's uh, look up Baron Von Raschke for you. What a what a what a name, Baron. <laughs> um. Well, just, I'm gonna give you a little bit of history. Uh, he was 
briefly in the WWF. So I'm gonna, hold on, let me maximize this. There we go, that's the Baron. Yeah, that's the picture I'm looking at right now. Yep, okay, now he was also the manager for the Powers of Pain when they made their debut in the WWF. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know that. And uh, okay, so match number four. The, the, you see this one? This was the NWA United States Tag Team Championships. The Russian team, Crusher Khrushchev and Ivan Koloff defeating the Kansas Jayhawks, Bobby Jaggers, and Dutch Mantel. Uh, no, I did not see this one. Now, okay, Ivan Koloff, you are familiar with, I'm sure. Yeah. Are you familiar? Are you familiar with, or have you heard of the other guy, Crusher Khrushchev? No. Crusher Khrushchev was the other Russian sympathizer who went on to uh, to wrestle at Smash Demolition. Oh damn! I, I I would have I would have never thought that. Now hold on, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna do dig up another photo for you and show you what he looked like back then. That that blows my fucking mind. I would I would have never thought that. All right, Crusher Khrushchev. That is the Russian, Crusher Khrushchev. Oh, good. Yeah. Good <laughs> Lord. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Holy Jesus. Oh, yeah. Okay, then we had match number five. I know you told me you saw this one. Wahoo McDaniel defeating Rick Root in an Indian strap match. They gave us nine minutes and five seconds. And it felt much shorter. It it felt for a strap match. It felt very rushed. But did, it, did you did you recognize a recruit's uh, entrance music? Uh, n- no, I I must not have been uh paying close attention at that point. Are, are, are you familiar with the artist that artist from the eighties, Sade? Uh, no. Oh, okay. You go on to Spotify and look up the song Smooth Operator. That is Rick Rude's old entrance theme. Well, no, I mean, I, I've heard this. I mean, I've heard that song. Yeah, yeah, that was his entrance theme. Smooth Operator. Oh, God. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Can you just imagine that with the gyrations and shit? Oh. Hey, Randy Savage used the Jacksons uh, song State of Shock as his entrance back in the early 80s. Oh my god. Alright, so next we have... That, that, that's, that's the exact imagery I needed. Randy Savage and the Jacksons. Good god. Alright, <laughs> so there's, a, there's a weird combination. I mean, the, that music, that song with uh, Savage's uh, persona and character, I don't know. Oh, boy. Anyway, then we had for the NWA Central States Championship, Sam Houston defeating Bill Dundee by disqualification. I didn't see this one. And next was a hair versus hair match. I know you saw this one. Manny Fernandez locked in a cage as Jimmy Valiant defeats Paul Jones. 
this is just very awkward because they they didn't even shave his hair. They shaved uh, the um the one the, who accompanied uh, Jimmy Valiant. Yeah, the um, what, what was her name again? Mama big, 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 big mama. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but but my understanding of hair versus hair matches, and I know I, I swear I'm not being as smart as, but my understanding was the loser had to have their head shaved. Mm-hmm. And, uh, at least he didn't start out looking like he was going to get shaved. He, he, he did end up getting his head shaved, but so did uh, Big Mama. So. Okay. Now. Not weird. I'm not sure if I remember if you told me or not, but did you see the next match? Big Bubba Rogers versus defeating Ronnie Garvin in the street fight. Yes, and it was terrible. This was very terrible. This was uh, hard for me to get through. I yeah, and I wouldn't have expected that from the big boss man, but good God. Right, you, you know, know, I mean, maybe, you know, maybe it was just early on in his career or. You know, there was something going on, but fuck. You know, this was, yeah, this was a rough one to get through. Then we had Tully Blanchard, accompanied by J.J. Dillon, defeating Dusty Rose in our first blood match for the yeah. NWA World Television Championship. Yeah, and it was, it was, it was weird because uh, <laughs> Tully Blanchard was the one that, uh, that was bled first, but it was like the classic heel situation because here comes James J. Dillon with the with the towel and the Vaseline and everything. <laughs> and then perfect timing, just just as always in wrestling with these fucking referees. <laughs> he gets up at exactly the right time, right after the heel finishes the cover-up job to, to see Dusty Rhodes bleeding. Yeah, so yeah, I I got a big kick out of that, and plus it was it was um, I personally think the best match on the card. Now, I, I mean, outside of the tag match with the Minnesota Wrecking Crew. Now, it's then this next match is the one match that everyone was talking about at the time. They they. Really held this match up there. I'm not sure because I, no, I've never dude. seen a, a scaffold match before, and I saw this one. I wasn't too impressed with it. This was called the Skywalker's match. The Road Warriors with Paul Ellering defeating the Midnight Express. This, this was a joke. I mean, I literally. Um, Jim Cornette broke his leg because um, the guy that was supposed to catch him misjudged his fall. Um, but I mean, if you if you go back and look at this, the, the most disgusting um, scaffold match that I've ever seen was it was um, the one with New Jack in uh, ECW. That was disgusting. Um, the fact I'm sorry, who who is that? New Jack and who? Um, let me let me look that up just to just to be safe, just so I don't say something stupid. But mm-hmm. yeah, um, uh, but the the thing the thing about it is like the match from the get go looked like it was designed for somebody to get fucked up. You yeah. know, and, and and honestly, um, 
let, let me let me be very clear with this because because the the way I said it might come off like a joke, but uh, I don't I don't mean it that way at all. Because um, you know, obviously, we've seen a lot of a lot of gimmick matches where you know people are going to get bloody and they are gonna you know they're gonna have a, a few issues the next day. Um, you know, to say the very least, you know, like Hell in a Cell or Elimination Chamber, or ladder matches. Um, but, um, but this, this scaffold was a fucking, was a fucking joke. And the fact that they had Jim Cornette, of all fucking people, takes the gimmick fall, and then the guy didn't even catch him. I mean... You know, and he 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 legitimately broke his one leg and messed it messed up his knee very very badly. Um, but it was it was a wonder that he didn't break both both legs because the way he fell, oh my god, you, I, I mean that was nasty, bro. I mean that was fucking like what? And that's what we were talking about at the beginning when we said. Uh, the setting, the scaffold structure around the ringside area was so distracting throughout the whole show because they had it there for the entire show. Yeah, I uh, it was just like wow. And like I, I, like I don't know how wrestlers are that got had their matches like around that uh, structure whenever they had to do the outside spots. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know, but yeah, so right here, the, there were, there were two scaffold matches in, uh, ECW, and the one that I'm talking about is, uh, Vic Grimes versus New Jack, uh, that, that was, that was just disgusting. All right. Um, yeah, and, uh, New Jack had had many issues with, uh, with Vic Grimes because um, I, it was either was it what I can't remember was this match or a previous one where um, it had to have been a, the previous one uh, where they were gonna go off of um, off of like the balcony and then um, Vic Grimes was like no 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 I don't want to go but like uh, you know. Uh, New Jack made him go, but it, as a as a result, uh, New Jack ended up cracking his own skull on the fall. And then, and then, wow! And then, and then Vic Grimes, you know, and it ended up taking the fall as well. Even, even though I don't think he got as fucked up as New Jack, but as I think it was as a, as a result of. Of New Jack holding a beef against uh, against Vic Grimes from that match that, that he remembered that in in the scaffold match and this scaffold match was just like whoa, good lord! So if you guys have never seen that, uh, it's on YouTube because I'm I'm looking at it right now. And then, uh, of course, there was one from uh, ECW High Incident that was Tommy Dreamer versus Brian Lee. Um, high in- did you say High Incident? 
Uh, yeah. Wow, that must be one of the early uh, pay-per-views. That was um, that was on October 26, 1996. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I guess we still weren't trying to get. Yeah, we still weren't getting ECW, and uh, it was a year off of the ECW invasion from '97 on Monday Night Raw. Yeah. All right, so the uh, match number 11th is a steel cage match for the NWA Tag Team Championships, Rock and Roll Express, defeating the Minnesota Wrecking Crew. All I got to say about that one, best match on the card, go take a look at easily the best thing on the show. And, of course, that brings us to our main event for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship Rick Flair defeating Nikita Koloff in a no Rick Flair wrestling Nikita Koloff to a double disqualification. Nikita Koloff substituting for Magnum TA, who was the original opponent. However, he he was in an automobile accident, so um, he was replaced with Nikita Koloff. Um, this this match, um, I'm not saying it was bad because it wasn't. Mm-hmm. But it it was um it was just lacking like uh, and I don't understand why you would go to a draw. Yeah, I wasn't feeling this match. Uh, yeah, I, I I really enjoyed the the eighty three match much better. Yeah, so did I. I mean, it, it, granted that set the bar really high, but uh, I think eighty six in general. Um, this event with with the exception of the tag team cage match. Uh, really uh, came up short. It was 30,000 uh, fans in combined, combined in uh, both uh, both uh, buildings. And I'm wondering why they had the show in like two different buildings. That was really I weird. Know, you know what? I wonder if they were trying to uh, do what WWF did at, with WrestleMania 2. They had theirs in three locations. Right. Well, it it certainly didn't work because the the uh, like I said with all the issues that we listed, it just it was a swing and a miss in my book. So that is Starcade nineteen eighty six. We're going to move on to the second show that I gave Ben for his homework for the week. That being WrestleMania seventeen, <laughs> and uh, this one was. Uh, this one was more up my alley because, um, you know, this was in my time frame, and I, I've I've seen this show uh, many times. Yep, it, I just saw it recently. It is uh, widely regarded and justifiably so as the best WrestleMania. Um, I uh, I'm 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 not sure if, if that holds up nowadays, especially with uh, WrestleMania 25. Uh, but having said that, um, it it still ranks very very highly, um, uh-huh. and uh, just like I said, justifiably so. All right, so let's take a look at this. So WrestleMania 17, April 1st, 2001, from. From the Reliant Dance Room in Houston, Texas, 67,925 in attendance. The tagline here was Houston, we had a problem. Of course, the official theme for the pay-per-view was Lip Biscuit My Way. Yeah, uh, well, <laughs> back when Lip Biscuit was WWE's favorite band, of course, that, 
that that ended at SummerSlam 2011 when when uh, Fred Durst flipped the camera off. Oh, yeah. I, I must have missed that one because I was going through a rough time back then. I don't think I even saw SummerSlam 2011. Well, um, well, no, it's just it was. I was I was watching it live, and I swear the the second he put the finger up, I was just like, uh, "Bro, I think I think you uh, I think you you can miss the memo that uh, WWE went PG. I don't you know this this is not that time and. Uh, Suffice to say that uh, since that happened, we have not seen Fred Durst on WWE television. Yeah, this was uh, towards the end of the Attitude Era. Um, because but, uh, it, it ended in 2002. Yeah. yeah I mean, the Ruthless Aggression Era was still awesome, but it not, yeah. not, not the, the Attitude Era. And, like... We just we need something of a resurgence with wrestling, but I just with it being what it is now, I just I don't see that happening on a on a grand scale. All right. Uh, so, but anyway. Yeah. Um, Chris Jericho versus William Regal. Hold on, there was there was one match on a Heat prior to that it was the X Factor defeating uh, Too Cool. Oh no, sorry, it's Brian Chris from C Blackman. Doesn't matter. Go on. Yeah, it, well, you covered the pre-show, so I let you know. But anyway, um, but yeah, uh, the main show started off with Chris Jericho versus William Regal. Um, I just I love the psychology of William Regal's matches. I I, I think I, I really think, love this facial expressions in the match. Yeah. Um, and just the fact that they really focused on working a body part yep. and, uh, and just how uh, even um, even Jericho kind of um, switched up his strategy um, and hit the lion salt to win instead of going with the walls of Jericho. Yeah, I thought that was a nice touch. And yeah, it was just it was just really good wrestling for a match that was seven minutes and eight seconds and I kind of found myself wishing that it had gone longer. And of course I, this was for the in, this was for the Intercontinental Championship. Right and uh, obviously um, Chris Jericho uh, got the victory on that one. Um, now, now I was I was very confused as to why this match has only got seven minutes and eight seconds, especially when the next match was the APA and Taz versus the right to censor. Um, first of all, I hated right to censor. Well, you um, didn't like them at all. I no. didn't like, I was, I, I, no. I really hated their entrance music, or what wasn't even music. No, it was just a, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like I, a didn't, I didn't like their like whatever that was. Sounded like a fire alarm. Good God. Um, hey, ben, can you talk and cover the next one? I'll be right back. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, and then uh, yeah, so APA right to center was uh was quite short. I think it was um th- three minutes and change. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the highlight of it was, uh, 
Bradshaw um, getting the uh, getting the clothesline from hell on the good father at the time. Uh, God, I hated that gimmick, but at least he got the pin in his hometown, which is which is uh, the most I can say for that match. Uh, I didn't really like the next one, to be honest with you. I was never really a hardcore championship guy. I just thought that was kind of stupid, um, especially with the you know uh, 24/7 like rule that we see with the 24/7 championship nowadays. I think it it started out as a good idea talking about the hardcore title, um, but uh, it just it it overstayed its welcome, you know. Because when 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 it was introduced by Miss Mr. Man and given to Mick Foley, like it was cool, and then you know this concept that they started with the hardcore title, you know it started out as being like really cool and different, but then it, like overstayed its welcome. So, um, but uh, you know Kane and uh, the Big Show and Raven made an interesting match out of this. Uh, Raven got um, got blasted through a um, through a like a plate glass window, which you know looks like it really really hurt. I mean, you're probably like no shit, then plate glass window, but yeah, that didn't look nice. And then um, you know, I mean, it, it was it's it's just not my not my cup of tea. Um, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure it, it appealed to some people. Uh, next up, we had the European title versus, uh, with, I'm sorry, European title, uh, Tess versus Eddie Guerrero. Um, I, you know, it, it looked good, you know, the, the I like the match, the, the finish was a little uh, fucked up, you know, but we um, we got the rascals uh, inter- interfering. We had uh, we had Perry Saturn uh, helping Eddie Guerrero. Uh, like um, Guerrero distracted the ref at one point, um, and and Saturn hit the moss covered. Uh, you know, family credenza thing. I'm not sure uh, what that was about. Um, so yeah, the man of a thousand holds. Uh, what the? F- Why would they call it that? That's Jericho's thing. But anyway. Oh, oh okay, okay. I I understand the uh, the uh, website that I'm using was making a comparison between Jericho and uh, Dean Malenko because. Uh, Jarek uh, Dimalenko had also gotten involved um, by pulling Tess off of uh, Eddie Guerrero and a pinning combination. Sorry, I got a little bit confused by the wording on this site for a second. Um, you know, it, it, it was it was a it was a solid match, and uh, you know, I'm never gonna complain about an Eddie Guerrero match, but I I thought there was a little bit too much. Um, outside stuff going on for me to focus on the actual match, but that's just me. Now, uh, next up, you know, it, it's 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 a shame that uh, you know 
that I don't really like watching uh, this guy's matches anymore, given what given what happened in uh, 2007. And I think you guys uh, uh, know what I'm talking about at this point. Um, but um, but that's a real shame because this match was one of my favorites on the card, and uh, Kurt Angle did uh, fantastic. And this this match is actually a clinic as to why I love professional wrestling. So I I hate the fact that that every time I see a match with this guy. I'm just instantly taken out of it, and this this match was no exception. But from a from a wrestling standpoint, this was fucking fantastic. So if you're one of those people that can watch, you know, uh, matches involving this one individual, um, I. I, I, I mean, I would recommend this one, but, you know, just, just from my perspective, I I had a difficult time watching this match, as I do all of this particular individual's matches because of outside um, outside factors, which everybody is well, well aware of. Yep. Um, go ahead. Oh, no, no, I'm just looking. Like, yeah, next we have for the women's championship, China defeating Ivory. You know, this match sucked. It, it did. I have, a, I have a question for you. Yeah. Why does everyone put China like so up there or they hold her up so high? Like, I don't get it. Because, because As I know, like, I get that, like she was like one of the pioneers of like the women's wrestling and stuff, but like I don't get it. Well, don't tell that to your buddy Felix. Uh, don't I, I wouldn't call exactly call him my buddy, but yeah, he he's like he's like the 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 one guy. Like, oh my god, just relax. Well, well, I think that's because he was he was heavily involved with her uh, management or whatever. But anyway, yeah. Um, but you know, this uh, to to answer your question, you know, I think it's obvious that China had a neat, a very unique look. Yeah, and she did have a a, um, a certain level of like. Holy shit! And um, you know, I did like uh, her. I did like her look here, though. Yeah, yeah, I did too. And um, and she had that rare, um, like real life feel of like this woman could legitimately kick a man's ass. Yeah. So I, I think that that's what made it so, um, so interesting because obviously, you know. A man's not supposed to want to, you know, hit a woman or whatever. But you know, China. Right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I mean, not not in this particular match, but in most cases, she looked like and fought like a man. You know what I mean? Yep. Um. So, um. But you know, I, I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that China had her moment in the sun and and what happened to her was was very very sad mm-hmm. um you know and i i i don't want to say anything derogatory about that because yep. Yep. 
I'm I'm not ma- I'm not made that way. Right. Um. So we're just gonna we're gonna leave it there. Um. The street fight with uh, Shane McMahon and Vince McMahon was. Oh my God! This is crazy. This was this was hilarious. This oh. was just this was just entertainment at its finest. I enjoyed you know, this match. You you have you have all the classic McMahonisms. Yep. You know you got you, you got Mr. McMahon and Stephanie against you know. Linda McMahon and, and Shane and, you know, with, with Trish Stratus thrown in because at this point, uh, Mr. McMahon was having an affair with Trish Stratus because um, Linda was in an insane asylum being medicated because <laughs> Vince had filed for divorce. And if you're a younger... And if you're a younger fan listening to this and you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, this is this is just classic attitude era WWE. Yeah. Um, and I, I I love this shit. Uh, <laughs> you know, so I got a, a gigantic kick out of out of this situation. And um it, it will always be one of my favorite moments when uh, when Linda got up out of the chair and just like rose, like really slight. And walked over and and Shane is going like this to to Vince with his finger as Vince has a trash can up over his head and like Shane is is like turn around and then bam, Linda kicks Vince straight up in the nutsack. Even, even though you can clearly see that she pulled it, yeah, you know, to you know protect him, but yeah, they still got the you know the classic revenge. Yep. God, that match was just fun. Speaking of fun, um, uh, the tag team championship TLC match: Dudley Boys versus Edge and Christian. This was the second TLC match, the first one being at SummerSlam uh, 2000. Uh, this was this was just this was just fun as fuck. You know, if you if you haven't seen this, which I can't imagine anyone not being familiar with this match, but if for some ungodly reason you haven't seen this one, I don't know what you're doing. I, I I honestly, what the fuck are you doing with your life? I, you know, you're, lis- you're listening to this podcast. And we're, you're we're, at, yeah, and we're, you're we're actually yelling at fans for not watching wrestling. You know what the hell? <laughs> uh, this is this is one of those matches where you just have to take a look at it because it's so much fucking fun. Uh, my parents used to yell at me for watching too much wrestling. <laughs> My parents still still do that to me to this day, especially um, especially since I started this podcast. Um, actually, funny uh, funny story. So uh, on uh, Thursday, yeah, I had uh, I had watched four hours of wrestling. Oh, damn, cause- sir. Because I caught up on NXT and then I also watched um, 
you know, R- WrestleMania um, okay. 17. And then on um, t- today, I watched uh, SmackDown from last night, and then I also watched a good, you know, three hours of the uh, of uh, Starcade before I was like, I texted you, and I was like, oh my god, I can't, you know, <laughs> I, I mean, literally, my, if my mom was in here, She'll be able to tell you. We we were we were sitting at dinner uh, with my dad, trying to uh, enjoy some chicken pot pie, uh, which side the side note was very good. In case anybody cares, I uh, I I came into this podcast very well fed. But but that thing that being said, I mean I was like falling asleep in my plate, and I'm I'm like I even told my mom. You know, I gotta, I gotta text Delio and see if we can start this son of a bitch a little early. Because if I, if I gotta go late, I don't know if I'm gonna make this motherfucker. Uh, which luckily, I, which luckily, because we get to talk wrestling um, every uh, Saturday, I kind of catch my second wind and get my shit together. And of course, I get fueled up on the trusty Mountain Dew. I wish we had a sponsorship with Mountain Dew on this fucking show because. Uh, I'd be making a lot of money with uh, how much Mountain Dew I drink. Uh, thank God I don't do much else that is detrimental to my health because uh, Mountain Dew is definitely my one uh, vice that I take full advantage of. But uh, but anyway, uh, moving on to uh, to the next match before I go too too far down another rabbit hole. Um. The, the gimmick battle royal. I, oh, I, what did you think of this? I mean, it was it was it was fun. Yeah. But then it was it was stupid. But the, but there was there was one that I did not recognize, and it was driving me nuts. Oh, uh, who was that? Maybe you can help me out. Okay. Kim Chi. Who is that? Kim Chi. Oh, Kamala's handler. That was, Kamala, that was you don't know who you don't know who Kamala is. No, I know who Kamala is. No, that that's his like handler, like his manager slash handler. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, I, yeah okay, all right. I, I was I was I was confused for a minute as to why he was actually in. And I have a feeling I know who that might be under the mask. Who's that? Uh, well, I I heard that in Brooklyn Baller and played uh, him a few times, but also another uh, another friend um, that uh, also played him was Kenny Casanova. Oh, well, aren't you just full of little interesting tidbits? This is how you learn things, sir. I, <laughs> I pass my knowledge on to you. See the yes, white hair, and- the white hairs, that's knowledge. Oh well, <laughs> totally noted. I uh, I, I actually I, I I know I told you this before, but I I found my first gray hair when I was twenty seven, and it, I was like, what the hell is going on here? You know, because I originally I got concerned because my my dad, you know, he started balding young, so I'm like, is this a prerequisite to that? Luckily, that hasn't happened to me. I gotta ask you a question off air no. because yeah, uh, 
this is bothering me. But yeah, go on. Let's uh, get through this now. But anyway, uh, before we just have too much fun and make this show fucking three hours, which is exactly what I'm trying to avoid. Uh, next up was Triple H versus The Undertaker. You know what I don't understand? Why, yeah. why people seem to want to ignore this match? They always talk about the other... They always talk about, like, uh, Triple H never faced The Undertaker. The first time was at 28... And no, uh, no, it wasn't. No, I mean 27. They they always talk about that one being the first time that they faced each other. No one seems to want to remember this one. Which was this one was just cool from the get-go because of course it's gonna be cool when you got Lemmy fucking kill mister playing you out to the ring. And if you don't know who Motorhead is, I mean I'm talking about outside of the WWE because everybody knows that at this point. But please get familiar with Murderhead. I'm begging you. And even earlier than that, to go look up Hawkwind. Well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Hawkwind was uh, the name they used before they changed it to Murderhead. Oh, well, like I said, you learn something new every day. But yes. Go fucking look up Motorhead, please, okay? Because, you know, side note, and I know we're getting off on tangents, ladies and gentlemen, but if, if I have to listen to Bad Bunny, then you goddamn right I'm going to go off on a tangent and defend good music. Um, please, please understand something. Motorhead... And, you know, all of its associated acts with rock music will always be better than pop music. You know, this this generation, you know, mine and those after me, our music sucked. Do you understand? Do you understand how hard I had to work as a child to find good music if it wasn't for if it wasn't for my parents turning me on to such classics as Tom Petty, Bob Seeger and and a host of other people I swear to god I would have been stuck with Backstreet Boys fucking InSync and Hanson at which point I can assure you that yeah, you we would have been going Bop in your sleep. <laughs> well, you know, fuck Bob. I, you know, what the fuck? I, I, I think I used that CD as target practice or something. <laughs> Good God. Music of this generation sucked. And, you know, as proven by bad motherfucking Bunny. You know, um, which. If you if you missed a previous episode, I had an interview, an impromptu interview with someone masquerading as Bad Bunny, uh, and he and this this dashing gentleman proved himself to have more melodic talent by just talking to me than Bad Bunny does in his music. And he's a Grammy award-winning artist, which I don't know how the fuck that happened. 
But, uh, you know, we are definitely going off the rails here, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm going to veer back on. And, uh, yeah, the, the, the next match we had was, uh, what was it? Oh, yes. The main the, event? Uh, yes. The main event. Yes. I, this, well, I was, this was a match. Oh, and that ending, I love the ending. Um, well, the, the, what, the ending of, of him, of the Stone Cold turning heel? I just, I, I, just love the, I just love the whole ending. Like, when Stone Cold grabbed that series, he started smashing it, bringing it down on the rock repeatedly. But then that last image, McMahon and Austin shaking hands. Well, well, he, he, I mean, at the time it was cool, but the, I don't. I don't think it worked out as a. I don't think it was the right decision. Because but, uh, he, well, know. no, that's why. That's why they turned him back because uh, he wasn't working. It to you, no one wanted to boo him. Yeah, well, you know, and, and no one, no one wanted to see him join forces with McMahon. I mean, I know how long. How long is he? How long has he been uh, making? Make man's life miserable, and now all of a sudden he joins the guy. I mean, that was, but the fact that nobody saw that coming, and just was like, I think that was the appeal of it to turn him heel. Right. And I, I, I get that, but at the same point, it's like I'm surprised that nobody would have come out the vents and been like, I don't think this is gonna work. You know, it, it, it just. So it was it was surprising, but like in a bad way, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I think that's why it didn't last long. Having said that, um, this match was great. You know the the early the fact that early on in the match they were trading finishers and going after each other with chairs and yep and, and stuff like that and. And and keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, that previous to this match, um, The Rock had never beaten Stone Cold. Uh, that was a huge selling point going into the match um, at this point, and it was um, <laughs> and it it was just a classic. And like I said, I can't imagine that anyone calling themselves a true wrestling fan wouldn't have seen this match. But if you are of the younger generation and haven't had the privilege, there's something called the WWE Network, uh, which will soon be moving to Peacock in case you didn't hear, which are you living under a rock or something? I don't know what you're doing. Now, have you figured anything out about that or? Um, well, Well, I'm going to make the switch as soon as I get my new TV. I'm having... I'm having a new TV delivered on Tuesday. Ooh. What would you get? Oh well, I don't know the brand because my dad picked it out, but it's it's a it's a fifty inch. Yeah. It's my it's my Christmas present. Christmas, Ben. We're in March. What's going on? I, I know, I know, but but with with. Oh, uh, I understand. You got yourself a present in the in honor of my birthday. Sure, we'll go with that. Theory. <laughs> <laughs> sure. um, Why not? It's, it's like I'm getting a brand new TV at the same time. Well, yeah, Happy I mean, birthday to me. 
And I will, uh, I will, I will send you a video of this thing because apparently it's very uh, high tech. My, oh, my okay. dad, my dad has been giving me uh, like you know the invisible tour of this TV before it even shows up. <laughs> so uh, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to it because I uh, I haven't had a working TV in months. Wow. You know, so it's actually. It's gonna make my job of doing all these shows uh, much easier because I, I won't have to sit. I won't have to sit in my computer looking at the thing like this uh, for you know five six hours at a time. Yep. All right. So that is a second of our two. Uh, now, Ben, I have I have uh, an assignment for you. No, this is not uh, one one of the usual questions. Now, I told you I have a list of all these assignments I'm giving you, right? Yes, sir. And every time I give you an assignment, I check it off as you saw that uh, screenshot I sent you to see if we're updated. Yeah. I want you to, if every time I bring up uh, the next show, if we've already covered it, just let me know and then we'll move on to the next one. Absolutely. So the next one that I have for you is WCW Monday Night Show, the debut show on September 4th, 1995 from the Mall of America in Minnesota. Yeah. I mean, the main event on that one was Big Bubba Rogers versus Paul Kogan. Oh, boy. Yeah, and we know how that ended, so we'll get yeah. into that. And uh, after that, so we had... I had WrestleMania 13 listed. However, we have already covered that on a past episode. So, looking at my list, the one I have for you after the Nitro one. Are you ready yeah. for this one? Yeah. From July 9th, 1996, WCW uh, Bash at the Beach. Yeah. That, so we got a double, a double WCW retrospect. Then, who's the third man? Are you, are you, he, are you the one that they're talking about? Well, well. Should I trust you? Regardless, you better trust me because I'm the one that has to talk about this motherfucking thing uh, next week. But, um, no. I don't trust you. I think you are the third man. We're going to have a lot of fun talking about the third man because honestly, uh, honestly, I think that this saved uh, Hulk's career at this point. Because the um, the red and yellow was getting stale, and to be honest with you, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, despite the fact that I was a WCW guy well, well before I was ever a WWE guy, um, I uh, and this might might seem very odd. I was never a Hulk Hogan guy until until he turned heel. You know, and yep. and, and you know at, at that moment when it, when he turned and everybody was throwing the you know all the stuff in the ring and just you know demanding refunds and all that. Like I understood that from from a logical perspective, even at that young age. I like I understood that this was like holy shit, Hulk Hogan turning heel, boom, you know, number, you know, because. This generation, you know, if John Cena had done that, the whole world would have gone like, what the fuck? 
So like, I, 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 underst- I understand that completely. Um, but just, um, and I don't know if it was just because of my age or whatever, but you would have thought that I would have been a fan of the running yellow Hulk Hogan, but no, I, ne- I never was. Like, to me, I found that to be like too cookie cutter. And then as soon as he as soon as he flipped, I was like, "Oh shit, there you go!" And then I got the you know the the NWO hat in the mail and all this shit. So I mean, I was I was definitely I was definitely down with uh, the NWO black and white, and uh, to to a lesser extent, the Wolfpack back in the day. Because even though the, even though the Wolfpack was um, kind of like you know the little sister of the NWO. Um, the the NWO Wolfpack theme is a banger, and I still listen to it to this day. All right, uh, Ben, can you hold on for a minute? Yeah, absolutely. Be right back. All right, Ben. So um, that is Ben's homework uh, corner for this week. So you have your assignment for Tuesday, which is the WCW Nitro, and um. Uh, before we go, we should uh, take a look at uh, the matches and the lineup for tomorrow night's AEW Revolution. Cool. So let's see what we have here. AEW Revolution, March 7, 2021 from Daily's Place, of course. All right, so we have a total of nine matches on the card. So we have one on the one match on the buying show. It's a tag team match with Riho and Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker and Rebel. I really couldn't care less outside of uh, Thunder Rosa, but um, I can't imagine Thunder Rosa losing. Um, well, that's exactly who I'm going with: is Thunder Rosa and Riho. Yeah, I'm going to say, for that reason, I'm going to say Riho and Thunder Rosa. All right, our next up, we have the Casino Tag Team Battle Royal. I couldn't care less. I, uh, why? Uh, Jesus Christ. Okay, so throughout the day, I have been, you know, keeping track of the news sites more, more, uh, you know, closely than I typically would because, Tomorrow is a big pay-per-view, and I care about it more than most of the WWE shows. Okay. Actually, all. Um, so I've been paying really close attention. And, and throughout, the, throughout the day, like, the Instagram for AEW keeps blowing up. Like, this team's been added to the, to the Casino Royale. This team, this team, this team. Uh, people, uh, we are up to 15 teams. And um, for those of you that may have forgotten... I cannot stand multi-team tag team matches or oh, even even battle even battle royals. Like this is just and and I have an aneurysm every time they do it on an episode of Dynamite. I can't stand it. And there no um, no teams are even listed here, so we can't even uh, pick winners. Well, I, the only one that I know is in there is Pack and Ray Phoenix. Um, <laughs> And I would have to pick them. I'm gonna go with them then. <laughs> you know, I. But you know, other than that, I don't give a fuck. 
And you know, and, and here's the thing for my for my question: Why is why are Pat and Phoenix in this match when they should be booked so much higher on the card? I don't understand that. Um. So next up, we got uh, Miro and Kip Sapien versus Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor. I'm going with the. I'm gonna go with Miro and Kip Sapien. I I think Trent Beretta is gonna come back. Yeah, I, I can see that. I just think that Miro needs the win uh, much more because. They got they got to get him going in AEW. I don't know what they're doing with him. I I I, I really don't. You know, uh, he came in and he looked great and whatever. But then they stuck him with Kip Sapien. It's like what the fuck. But even 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 so, it's just he needs a win, especially on a big pay per view like this. Uh, next up, we got Face of the Revolution ladder match. I don't know what that is, but the winner earns a TNT title shot. We got Cody Rhodes versus Scorpio Sky versus Penta versus Lance Archer versus Max Caster and a mystery entrant. So, uh, who do you have on this one? I'm going with Lance Archer. I'm going to go with, and I know it's hard to make a prediction without the whole field, um, but I'm going to go with Penta on this one. He's kind of been forgotten since he was in out with, um, well, not forgotten, but definitely on the back burner since he's been out with visa issues. But I'm going to, I'm going to have to say he needs to, uh, he needs to reestablish himself. So, I say uh, have zero Miedo and uh, go in and kill this ladder match. Very good. So, all right, next we have Adam Page versus Matt Hardy. Win a big money match. The winner gets the loser's uh, share of uh, the first whatever of 2021. Well, uh, I I would say Adam sorry, Page. Sorry, sorry, yeah. The winner receives the losers tw- first quarter earnings twenty twenty one. I'm gonna go with Adam Page. Absolutely. Uh, next up, we got Sting and Darby Allen versus Dar- uh, Brian Cage and Ricky Not- Starks in a street fight. Did you miss one? Well, not according to my listing. You may miss Sukabushita, or is that higher up on yours? That no, that's 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 lower on mine. Uh, let's see. Uh, we have a brief pause in the action. Uh, there we go. Sorry about that. We had a slight interruption. Yes, absolutely. Um. But don't worry, Kazam fixed it, and we are back in control of the situation here. Um, so, no, to answer your question, uh, that match was lower down on my card. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Okay. So, um, okay. So, we'll do team tests, and then we'll go back to that one. So, um, you know what? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you know, I'm going to go with Darby and uh, Sting. 
I'm uh, sad I don't care about this match. Yeah, even even though to me it's very obvious that uh, that Brian Cage and Ricky Starks need it more than Sting. Mm-hmm. It's just I uh, I with the way that they've been featured, I don't see them losing. So it's got to be uh, Sting and Darby Allen taking the victory. Yeah. All right, so the finals of the uh, Women's Eliminator Tournament, it's Hikaru Shida defending the championship against Ryo Mizunami. I'm going with Hikaru Shida. Yeah, um, because most of the... Um, like, most of the audience, myself included, I got to tell you the truth, um, are, are not familiar with uh, Mizunami. Um, so I... Uh, I would have to say um, Hikaru Shida. All right, and, 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 oh, and further, furthermore, if I could add a point, yep, um, I'm very confused as to why uh, th- th- this individual uh, Rio Mizunami won the uh, won the opportunity for this match because I don't know. I would have thought it would have been Thunder Rosa. But then Thunder Rose, I mean, you know, or either Thunder Rosa or Britt Baker, but then Britt Baker was the one that lost to um, Nyla Rose, and then and then Nyla Rose lost. So it's like, I don't know what they're doing at this point. I, re- I, re- I really don't. So anyway. Uh, that brings us to our uh, last match, Young Bucks versus the Inner Circle. Well, and then we got the world, you know, title match. But yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because, uh, like like you said, Sheeta was lower down on your card. Yeah. On your, on your, that one's a little lower down on my card. I, I actually missed that one. Go on. Who do, you got for, who do you have for the Young Bucks in their circle? Uh, the Young Bucks. Yeah, I'm going with Young Bucks as well. Um, and then... Yeah, I, I, I want, I want to say the inner circle, but they, they just, they have too much going on with you know the Good Brothers and you know, and and Sammy Guevara's involvement in getting the inner circle screwed. So I just, I have to, I have to say the Young Bucks. Yeah, I'm going with Young Bucks. And that brings us to our final match, the Exploding Ring Barbed Wire match for the AEW Championship. Kenny Omega defending against John Moxley. Who do you have in this one? I got Kenny Omega. I got Kenny Omega as well. It's too early to take the title off of him. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. So... And, uh, yeah. So once again, we are in, in damn near universal uh, con- agreement. So that is our predictions for AEW Revolution, which takes place tomorrow night. And uh, Ben, before we close out the show, what do you say we close out the show for the week? Uh, yeah, well, we'll do that, but then, uh, don't we have, um... No, no, yeah, I was just about to say that. Yeah. Before we close out the show, however, I've got eight questions for you. 
As you always do nowadays. So uh, bring them on. And, uh, I want to know, sir, how well do you know Bobby Lashley? Um, I, I, I would say I'm, I'm pretty familiar with him. I mean, I mean I'm definitely more familiar with, with him than Braun Strowman because I care much more about Bobby Lashley than I do Braun Strowman. As if that's breaking, as if that's breaking news. Here we go. So the question number one, what was Lashley's first title win in WWE? What was Lashley's first title in WWE, ECW Championship, Intercontinental Championship, U.S. Championship, or Tag Team? U.S. Correct. Question number two, who did he face in his debut? Finley, Simon Dean, Vito, or Randy Orton? I think it was Simon Dean. That's two. What kind of match did he first win the ECW title in? A street fight, last man standing, extreme elimination chamber, or false count anywhere? Uh, unfortunately, I'm so sorry. Um, it, it was the extreme elimination chamber. Okay. Question. Oh my God, that match was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Next, whom of the following has he never teamed with? Jeff Hardy, John Cena, Batista, or The Undertaker? Uh, I don't think I don't think he teamed with The Undertaker. Correct. Okay, Lashley won his second ECW title from Mr. McMahon. True or false? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to say true. True. He confronted. Who did he confront in his 2018 return? Roman Reigns, Elias, Sami Zayn, or Kevin Owens? Oh God. Um. It was either Sami Zayn or Elias. God damn, who was it? Uh, I think it was Sami Zayn, though. Elias. Fuck. <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuck. Who did he defeat to win the Intercontinental title? Finn Balor, Seth Rollins, AJ Styles, or The Miz? Oh, jeez. Um, the Miz? Finn Balor. Okay, well, that's just fucking random, but okay. <laughs> okay. Lashley is the what number, what number superstar is Lashley to hold the WWE title? Is he the 48th, the 50th, the 53rd, or the 61st champion? Oh, God. Um... Good lord. Um, 61st, I guess. 53rd. You motherfucker. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, that's surprising. All right. So, how many was that? How many did you get? Uh, how many well, I, missed, was... I missed three. So, like five so out of eight. you got, uh, so you missed three out of eight questions. Yeah. All right. So, you didn't do too bad. 
Yeah, I, I definitely did better than I did with with Braun Strowman. That was a stupid trivia question. <laughs> Those breaking, questions were stupid. Breaking news, I don't know, but uh, Braun Strowman is as fast as a locomotive. <laughs> All right, so oh Matt, we're bring this show to a close. Just, yeah, what the fuck? All right, wait, so you bring oh, this show on. to a oh, yeah. What do we got? All right, uh, so um, while my co-host is uh, taking care of stuff, um, so that was our trivia. So we're gonna next week I'll take a look at the WWE account and see what else they have for us in terms of yeah. uh, trivia because uh, these questions are fun, they're somewhat random and stupid that I didn't even know. And and that should tell you something right there because uh, Elio is a uh, wrestling encyclopedia. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to tick off Starcade 86 because we did that. Uh, we, you chose not to do um, Over the Edge 99 as, uh, well, yeah, I, I don't even want to do that one either myself. So it was just, that's just an, an uncomfortable when I short watch. Yeah. Not only because of what happened, but I just think the matches on the card I didn't really uh, find the matches all that great. Well, no, but but having said that, I mean, hang on. And then my uh, co-host is having an impromptu match with his headphones. Yeah, (laughs) and uh, then who's winning? Uh, well, it's the headphones at this point. Oh, let's see. Here we go. But, um, yeah, I, I just, I have no interest in, uh... Yeah, yeah. Um, but also, you know what? No, wait, it's on the network. They just never released it on the video. And, and that, it, it's surprising to me that it's even on the, on the network because... You know that that was a that was a shit move to uh, continue the pay per view after somebody died. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's it's one thing if they didn't know if he died. You know, I mean, because people get hurt all the time, but it's just like Jesus Christ. You know, he died. Get, what the fuck are we doing? I'm looking at your uh, next assignments. I'm looking at this list. Um. Now, we already know Bash at the Beach right after the Nitro one. However, yeah. the one after Bash at the Beach is AEW Full Gear 2019. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't we already cover that? Yeah. All right, so the next one after that, I know you never saw this. Which one's that? WrestleMania 7. I actually have. Wait, that. wait, did we do that one? Yeah. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we did WrestleMania. No, we didn't do SummerSlam 90. No, we didn't. SummerSlam 1990. That's your next one then. Yeah, after this week. So let me get let me get this right. So uh you we, we have, have Nitro, Bash at the Beach, SummerSlam 1990. Okay, so Nitro for 
uh, Tuesday. Yep. And, and then uh, finish at the beach for Saturday. Okay. Yep. Okay, very good. And uh, with that, we will uh, bid you adieu. But I, uh, with that being said, um, I have full faith that we will enjoy revolution much more than than fastlane coming up in a few weeks. So enjoy the calm before the storm, uh, because after revolution, it's all WWE until WrestleMania. I'm sorry. Good God. Uh, th this is going to be a painful WrestleMania season the rest of the way, um, but uh, it, let, let us all enjoy the, the little bit of sunshine that peaks through the clouds, because I think uh, AEW will offer a good show this evening. Uh, just like uh, your friends right here at the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast, uh, regardless of what happens, we will always be here to entertain you and to pick up the pieces of your broken psyche after a WWE show and to hype the excitement of Revolution right here on the show next or this coming Tuesday. With that, I'm Ben Pierce. He is sometimes a gentleman, Elio Canella. We are the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast, and we will see you next time right here on Tuesday. Ladies and gents, this is the moment you've waited for You've been searching in the dark, sweat soaking through the floor And buried in your bones, there's an ache that you can't ignore Taking your breath, stealing your mind And all that was real is left behind Don't fight it, it's coming for you, running at you It's only this moment, don't care what comes after your fever dream, can't you see, getting closer Just surrender, cause you feel the feeling taking over